This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. At WPMagicJourneys.com, tell me you heard this ad at This After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to Universal After Dark. I'm back, it's me, Amanda, aka Boston White, and I'm so, so glad to be back. I've missed everybody so, so much. I feel like my arm's been ripped off, not podcasting. It's been a weird time, but I'm super, super happy. So, I'm joined today by two of my favourite people. I have Nick. Uh, Amanda, can you just open your hands a second? Yeah, you're going to pay me. Almost. Hang on, here you go. Catch. <laughs> I take payments and donuts. Catch. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just, uh, just passing the keys back to your own show. <laughs> oh, thanks. Honestly, it's been so strange. Like, yeah. I keep here and like I, I tried to stay off social media for a little bit as well didn't do a very good job because I'm addicted to Instagram but <laughs> I'd like see a little bit of news and I'd be like oh my god I can't wait to talk about that on Universal After Dark and I was like oh I can't because it's going to be like old news by then look, look we started this show as a spin-off from Disaster Dark and I love this show not quite as much as Disaster Dark because that's always going to be my my first born. Um but I love this show and I love the fact that you've taken the ball and you've run with it. But I do not, you know, I was happy to look after it in your absence, but I'm so <laughs> glad you're here to rightfully take your crown back. So Hi. behold our queen, Amanda. <laughs> Welcome back. I mean, should I be paying you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, of course. That's <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the perks of being part of the Earth Art Network. You paid a person that created it. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we're also joined by Polly Day. Hello. I feel like it's been an extra long time since we've been on a podcast together. Yeah, yeah. I always seem to miss the nights that we do Universal After Dark. Um, so yeah, done a lot of dizzes, but missed a few Universals lately. Well, I mean, we've got a packed, packed show coming up because I've missed a lot. I've got a lot that I want to talk about and... I, I talk a lot anyway, so this is going to be a long show, so repay yourself. We might need to split it into two, but to be honest, we probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> I like a long podcast, what can I say? So, before we get into all that, something that I've extra missed. 
it's drinking with you guys. I want to know what you're drinking. You first, Nick. Um, I've got the last of the Christmas, and it won't make much of a sound, but <sighs> Bud Lights. So cheers, yeah. everyone. I have missed that so much. Like, that almost brought a tear to my eye. Oh. <laughs> Honestly. It brings a tear to Ryan. Ryan's eye when he drinks one, but for different reasons. <laughs> In a different way. Okay, Polly D, what are you drinking tonight? Something fancy? Yeah, I've got my podcast cider. So I bought a crate of it for the last dad. And uh, I still got a few left. Oh, no, not that. Yeah, that. I, oh. I mentioned the brand name and, and actually slagged them off the last time. But uh, it's a cloudy cider made for, made by a company that I will not name. But it's not great. But it's I'm Scottish, so what can I say? There's no way I'm throwing away alcohol. I mean, is it like regular cider or is it like a fruity one? No, it's not a fruity one. It's just a, a just a regular but cloudy cider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apple, apple cider. So I mean, apple, apple technically, cider, yeah. technically it's fruity. Technically, yeah, fruity, that's but not regular. the weird kind of fruity. Yeah, nothing too exotic. No, not this time. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Okay, so I'm not drinking Bud Light today. I went all out with regular hard Budweiser. Ooh. Red label. I, I felt like being like old school Amanda tonight. It's like Marlboro Reds versus Marlboro Golds. Smoking isn't cool, kids. I mean, I used to be a smoker and I did used to love Marlboro Red and Marlboro Gold. They were my go-tos. I do not know how I ever smoked Marlboro Reds. Like, I mean, just... I was really young when I smoked them, and even, like, now, like, sometimes I get a little bit too drunk, and I'm like, I can smoke, it's fine, and I'll have a Marlboro Gold, and I'm like, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. God knows how we survived the Marlboro Reds when we were younger. Anyway, smoking's not cool, kids. Vapors. Yeah, yeah children don't smoke. But vaping. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Welcome to Vape After Dark. Vaping. Vaping's also not cool. But it, it yeah. is, but it's not. Um, okay, but something that I think is, well, I'm undecided. I don't know if it's cool or not, but something that definitely blew my mind while I was away that I've, like, I feel like it's old news now, but I feel like I really need to talk about. The Aladdin is, trailer? Because we're talking about that next week on Diz After Dark, so don't talk about that now. No. More interesting. Or less interesting, depending on how you see it. The Glitter Fart and Troll at Universal. Right, I've already had my piece about this, right, in our, in our own little chat. So so firstly, he has a name, it's Guy Diamond. I know Wait, this. Okay, what? That, that's his name, is Guy Diamond. Okay. I know this because I have seen the Trolls film and the Trolls Christmas special on numerous occasions. And all I want to point out to anyone that it, like hates on this troll is... That is that's his gimmick. That is that is what he does in the film. And in fact, like, and I think I showed this to Luke last week. So, like, with a lot of DreamWorks stuff, they have a spin-off show on Netflix. And you know, like, the DreamWorks logo is the boy in the cloud, mm-hmm. isn't it? With like the the, the fishing rod thing. Uh-huh. So, what he does at the beginning of every episode of this Trolls cartoon on Netflix is he farts glitter over the DreamWorks logo. Oh, right, okay. So it's, like, it shocked the world that there is a character in in a park that farts glitter, but it's absolutely 
the right thing he should be doing. Well, right. It doesn't offend me in any way. I think that's really funny. However, I'm, I haven't seen Trolls. I haven't seen any Trolls TV show. And, I mean, he can fuck with what he wants to. What blew my mind more is that his, like, he's full tushy. And again... Like, that's a lot of butt. And, and again, that's another weird thing about Trolls, is that that, that is it. Um, <laughs> they are. Now, I don't really understand... So, more backstory. The, the two trolls with him, they're the main trolls. They're like the two main trolls in the cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the girl is called Poppy, and she has like a nice dress. And the other one is Branch. I'm especially mm-hmm. fond of Branch because we share a name. Okay. Um, and he's voiced by Justin Timberlake, just like me. And but, but they have clothes. But some of the trolls, or a lot of the trolls, don't really have clothes. Or they might have a vest or something. So the whole concept's a bit odd in that regard. I mean, I remember trolls' toys from when I was a kid. They yeah. didn't have clothes. No. And and I mean they are based on the same you know that that is what they're based on, um, you know I th- I'm I'm pretty sure like they bought the rights to it or they bought the company or something, um, but so it is based on those old traditional troll dolls that we had in the eight in like the seventies eighties and nineties, but it's still odd that some of them are dressed and some of them aren't dressed. Yeah, and I feel like I just I just wasn't expecting this i don't think anybody i think something else happened that same day and i don't know whether it was something at disney that had happened that same day and everybody was like okay we don't care about that we care about this troll was it it was was it Don drunk got drunk and puked everywhere i mean i don't know what the hell it was now because (laughs) my entire feed was just this troll and then people like laughing about the fact that no one cared about this other thing so that proves how much people cared about the troll over this other thing because i didn't remember what it was it's i mean there is a similarity is there not to kim kardashian because she's famous (laughs) for having a rather shapely bottom and hers broke the internet and then you get a few years later this troll wiggling his bottom and farting glitter and as you say like it was everywhere yeah that, that day that that come out broke theme parks with her that's what i mean yeah so that you know there are they are similar Let, now all i want to say is i just don't want there to be some kind of troll sex tape i mean that's disturbing that's what i mean i, I mean i'm sure people would watch it hmm well, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's the unfortunate bit, but <laughs> I'm sure there's a market for it deep, deep in the internet. So, Mister D, you know, mm-hmm. as I would, it's wrong for me to say as a more respectable person on the podcast, but you've probably got <laughs> more morals. Not that you're not respectable. Yeah, yeah, but he's probably got more morals. Um, what's your take on on the troll? Uh, I, I I haven't really been tracking this. Um, I was just listening to what you were saying and thinking, no, I'm, I've, I've, this has passed me by. Oh, so what's, wow. What's all, what's all the controversy, Wait, you though? haven't seen it. No. Right, no. I'm, I'm going to have to find you a video. Yeah, yeah. you okay. need to see this because this is something else. Like, this, 
I mean, when I've tried to explain it to people, they're like, no, that's not happening. And I'm like, this troll has his full, his full bum, full peachy bum. And he does a little shake and farts glitter, like glitter comes out of this <laughs> fair character's bum. And people are like, shut up, Amanda, are you high? And I'm like, it sounds like I am. I'm not. <laughs> well... It sounds like fun. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I, we are talking about this happening. Uh, sorry, Mr. D, I can't multitask. Um, I tried. Don't I worry. Don't um, worry, off search. We are, we are in a, we're talking about something that's happening in a country where there was controversy over somebody exposing a bit of breast at the Super Bowl, but then being okay a few years later with someone, a male being topless for the same performance of the Super Bowl. There seems to just be a strange kind of uh, juxtaposition between what is right and what is wrong in terms of, you know, I suppose nudity. Well, it is his bare bum, I suppose. Um, but I think I think that's it. I think it's the, like the level of decency. And whilst you know, to me, it's just it's just cheeky. And it's just a bit of fun, and as I said, I mean, it's cheeky. <laughs> look, it's, <laughs> yeah, maybe that wasn't the right turn of phrase. <laughs> but you know, like you know, as I said, this is from a kids' cartoon. So, you know, if it was that bad, surely it wouldn't be in a kids' cartoon as much as it was. But regardless, I think that's why it, it's created such a Ferrari is is that um, it, it's just so so out there, and I just don't think that, like. Parts of the world are ready for it. I've just found it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, yeah, lovely. <laughs> so, it's very crazy. It, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? I don't, I don't think anybody should get too, uh, too excited about it. Yeah, I, I, I think at least they're doing something a bit different. Yeah. I mean, it's a first. You know, yeah. Disney, Disney, what, f- two or three years ago, maybe? Introduce a talking Mickey Mouse. This is the next evolution of a talking character. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently the official name for it is Glotten. Or Gloth. <laughs> and that's direct from Mike Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, okay. Well, at least it wasn't glotted. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that that's something that I've been dying to talk about and dying to hear what you guys think. And honestly, like Luke was supposed to be in the episode tonight, but he's stuck in traffic. And I just really want to know whether Luke had met this Glarton troll yet. I know when I spoke to him last week, he hadn't at that point, but I don't know since then. And I'll, look, I'll be honest, it is now one of the top things I need to do in September. 100%. Like, I honestly just hope that, like, moaners don't ruin it. Yeah. Like, I'm sick of things in theme parks being ruined by moany people. Like, just let people enjoy things. And if I want to enjoy a glotten troll, let me enjoy a glotten troll. Well, look, I mean, if it wasn't for those people moaning, the Yeti would still be, you know, swooping down and not discoing you. <laughs> I'm almost certain that's why you broke. It was because of people moaning. 
because of bad vibes. So everybody yeah. keeps bad vibes to yourself. So he just decided not to move anymore and just <laughs> just disco like, himself. I'm with this shit. <laughs> just be motionless from now on. But yeah, hope it's still there in September because I feel like we need a universe last dark video of us with this glot and troll. I I will tell you this now. If they would let me, which they won't, but if they would let me, I would lay on that floor. <laughs> to get glotted on. Get glo- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That is bucket list now. Oh, I would pay good money to see this. Some people would. I'd pay, good, I'd, I'd pay Universal good money for this. So if, if Universal <laughs> are listening and can arrange it, then bring it on. That's all I'm saying. I'm excited. So this photo op is outside of E.T., and something Why? else I've been dying to talk about is an incident that allegedly happened at ET. I'm doing finger air quotes, by the way, because I'm undecided about whether I believe this. I'm really glad you've, you've told listeners that you've done finger air quotes <laughs> yeah. on an audio podcast, because that would have been lost. <laughs> like, you can't see what I'm doing. and We might start doing video things. I don't know, but it's just me pulling funny faces and being like, what the fuck? But I was doing air quotes because I just don't know if I believe it fully. But basically, if you haven't heard and you haven't been in the loop, apparently on ET Adventure, somebody got their foot stuck between the bike ride vehicle and the, I don't know what they're called on the sides, like the gantry kind of things on the sides, like of the unloading bike, um, and had their foot severed. And we were told that the... E.T. ride resembled the film Carrie. Okay. It was that messy. So, facts was that E.T. did close. It shut down operation for the day. That's the only fact right now. I mean, um, I mean, I've been desperate not to go back on it for a second ride. But, I mean, I think that's a bit extreme. You know, to try and lose a limb. I know. Like I I do believe that somebody maybe got their foot jammed and I do believe maybe somebody was injured. I don't know if I believe that somebody's foot was completely severed. Look, this happened allegedly happened what a week ago, ten days ago at the time of recording. Yeah. yeah. So my take on it is this there has been no actual um newsworthy source. And by that, I mean, like, legitimate, like, media yeah. outlet, which has covered this story. Now, I know they can't cover every news story that happens, but if somebody gets injured on a theme park attraction, that would make the local news at least. You know, they've got to, if you look at some of the stories that you get in local newspapers, especially around the Florida area, mm-hmm. that would be in that paper, Okay. You know, I saw a story recently about an alligator, a, a, a restaurant stopping uh, alligator Mondays because somebody got bitten by an alligator, right? So mm-hmm. this is much more of a story than than that is. So either it happened and Universal or paid a lot of money to a lot of people to hush, or it didn't happen. Yeah. So they definitely closed operation for the day. And now, apparently, when in the bit between where ET says your name and the bit where you unload, there is like a security stop 
um, where they check that everybody has like the hands and feet inside of the bikes before you actually get to the unloading bay. So that makes me feel like something did happen, but I just don't think that it was as serious as reports that we've seen on like theme park blogs and things like that. I mean, for all we know, somebody did lose their foot because they had a false foot. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we we just don't know. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just I find it really hard. To me, if a ride... Look at the Smiler, right? It mm-hmm. was the Smiler, wasn't it? It was some tails. Yeah. Now, yeah. we know, you know, what happened there. That's an outdoor attraction, so, I mean, plenty of people could see what was going on. But that caused massive, life-changing injuries to people on that attraction at that time. And yeah. how long was that ride closed for? Months. Yeah. How long was E.T. closed for? It reopened the next day. Right. There is absolutely no mm. way somebody lost any part of their body. To be honest, if they lost a fingernail, it probably wouldn't have been reopened the next day. Because when an accident happens, they need to investigate why. And if it's serious, that's federal. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing reported, is there? I've just, yeah. been, I've just been searching. There's nothing... I mean, like Nick says, that's a pretty serious accident. OSHA would be involved, and that's the equivalent of our HSE. There'd be a, you think there'd be an investigation? Yeah, you think it'd be done for at least days? At, yeah, at the at the absolute earliest. Yeah. Well, I, when it first kind of broke that something had allegedly happened, I'm finger quoting again, um, yeah. that something had happened, apparently, people were like, okay, so basically it's either not going to reopen at all, or they're going to have to, like, readjust the tracks and readjust, mm. like, the unloading bay and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. And then all of a sudden it was open again the next day, and I was like, okay, I don't think that I believe this. Yeah. I think people just got a bit carried away. I mean, look, w- you know, we talked about it when we first heard about it, and our immediate reaction wasn't, hang on, is this true? Our immediate reaction was, oh, my God, ET's never reopening. Well, yeah. that was that was yeah. the first reaction. Um, pretty unlikely as well. I mean, you know, that ride—it's been there for such a long time. And when they do the safety checks on these rides, you know, you you can't you can't come into contact with anything that you can reach. You know, so so to lose a foot, we just don't just don't see it. This doesn't sound. Maybe there was an accident. Maybe somebody got hurt, but. To have a foot amputated, it just doesn't seem likely. No, I agree. But silver linings, ET is still open. Mm-hmm. I can stop panicking. So that was a uh, panicky day. Mm. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, right, that's it. I'm never gonna be able to go on it again. What am I gonna do? Who am I gonna argue with now about why it's a good ride? Yourself. You'll always have that, no matter what happens with ET in the future. You'll always be able to argue with yourself. You'll never be able to put rude names in again. <laughs> Thank you, Dick. That is true. That is true. Bye, bye, funny. The other day about how if you give like certain names and like ET doesn't say a name, he laughs instead. That doesn't surprise me. There's got to be a list of names that 
it won't. Well, look, it can't have every name going no. anyway. Like that, that's the first thing. That's and that's always been the case. There's no possible way. Um, I mean, I struggle. You know, I deal with a lot of in my in my day to day life. I deal with a lot of people across Europe, and there are certain names I just do not know how to pronounce, and I have to Google search them so if i have to google search them <laughs> et's gonna have to google search them and google wasn't even around when that ride first opened um but no i mean i it, it does not surprise me that there's like a default kind of way of getting around certain names um mm-hmm. did i ever tell you about my favorite person i used to have to deal with at work no uh she was hungarian and her name was fanny kiss no, it was not. F A N N I. Yeah. No. And, yeah. And you know, when you first see someone's name, because uh, like she worked in a, as part of a team, so I, I had no direct contact with her at first. And I was like, oh no, this, this can't be, this, this can't be real. But it, like, it was, it was like a work thing, so it must have been. And then eventually her name changed to, oh, what was it? It might be like Sylvia or something. But it was blatant that because she was now dealing with the UK team, she had to change her name. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a name. And uh, listeners, if you've got an embarrassing name and you want me to mock it on a podcast... <laughs> I'll have an email here from a Mr. Richard Puller. And, uh... <laughs> and Richard Head, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean... Like, we've said funny names on ET before, like, where we'll split names up. So we have said, like, Dick and Ed, so that I say Dick, Ed. <laughs> like, we've done things like that, like, just, like, daft things when we were kids. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably still do it, like, now. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, we've done things like that, but then sometimes, like, he just doesn't say a name at all. And then I'm offended, so I have to go back on it. Mm. Like, proper twist on my arm to go back on ET. But now I'm curious about what names trigger him to laugh instead so i feel like i need to research that so if anybody knows that because sometimes i'll say something about eating on this podcast and i think nobody will ever know this and then somebody will randomly message me months down the line and be like hey it's actually this and i'm like yes all right amanda when you next go i would my first guess for you would be shaniqua okay and you'd pass off as a shaniqua so i mean clearly hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely. Okay, so moving on from E.T. alleged incident. Um, something that really made me sad. <laughs> because I was expecting it, but I just feel like I was kind of trying to lie to myself that I wouldn't be in this area. And that is the Jurassic World coaster construction. And they very, very quickly have demolished my favourite part of Islands of Adventure which is the little kind of lagoon view area outside of the Discovery Center. Mm. Where you can go out and see, like, the Hulk and Hogwarts and mm-hmm. all of IOA, basically. And that that was probably on par with how sad I was when they started doing work on Central Park over Universal. Like, I have my favorite little quiet parts in the park because I know that, like, listeners will also deal with this and like i i'm not like a super anxious person but i get anxious like when i'm around giant crowds of people and sometimes it's a super busy day in the park i like to have my quiet areas where i can go to and just chill 
Did you? Hang on. Did you say that you get anxious sometimes? Yeah. I mean, do do people randomly joining podcasts give you anxiety? <laughs> I mean, it depends who it depends is. Who it is? Yeah, good answer. Well, it should be Ryan. Hello. <laughs> I mean, Ryan, you've just, you've, I'm glad that you've just missed all the ET bit because I can't, I can't take anyone bashing my love for ET today. I wouldn't I do that on my, my very first, my very first appearance. Come on, that's, that's true. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I'm so excited I, to be here. Since Ryan's joined the team, I haven't been on a podcast with Ryan yet, so. This is an exciting time. Well, there is a there was a rumour going around, which I can now address with you both on at the same time, which is that you were the same person. Because you weren't there at the same time, people did start saying to me, Have you have you met them? Um, do you know they're both different people? And I was like, Yeah, of course. And then I thought to myself, Oh my god, no, I haven't, because I've never met Amanda in real life, and I haven't met Ryan in real life. And then I started to doubt myself. Um, you know, so it's good that you're now both here, both talking at the same time. People can, of course, say that this is this has been edited in post-production and, you know, Amanda's recorded Ryan's lines before the recording's gone on, but even I'm not good enough to do that. So hopefully this is all the proof you need that Ryan and Amanda are not the same person. Yep, there you go, Mythbusters. Maybe. That I is mean, not helping matters. Like, like just answering like really like really basic things. Just like okay, yes, <laughs> just <laughs> to throw it out. I mean, people might be high listening to this, and then they'll be like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, there'll be one person that definitely is that will be confused. That is that is very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, we've interrupted Amanda's flight. Amanda was just talking about her favourite part of Islands of Adventure, which I actually thought was um, the um, the Marmaduke. Um, no, was it Grimmy? Is it Grimmy? The bit where you hold the dog's lead and it looks like you're being dragged. Uh, yeah, that is Marmaduke. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. I so. mean, that's, that's close, a close second. Okay. In opposite land. I don't like anything about Turn Lagoon. Who but... does? <laughs> Sorry, Turn Lagoon, you're all right. Um, but yeah, that's my favourite part of Islands, and I feel like it just, like, ambushed me out of nowhere. <laughs> and they just have demolished everything so quickly like I saw people posting pictures because for a little while you could still go on the terrace of the restaurant and see over the construction walls of what they were doing and it was just piles of smashed up um, like lamps, like, you know those claw lamps like the dinosaur claw and it was like a big like sphere on the top that was a lamp they have them all around Jurassic Park I, I've got to be honest I've never noticed them. Well, That's they are awful. glorious. Like, they were. I'll send you a picture. They, they were. Um, and there's just piles of them smashed up all over the floor. And I was like, oh, this hurts. I never understand when they do that, right? Because um, I know this is going off on a tangent, but, you know, it's me. Um, but That's how we are. That, exactly. Disneyland Paris just closed the hotel. And it's being renovated into the Hotel New York Clothes and it's being turned into the Art of Marvel, right? Now, they've started to... They're not demolishing the hotel. Um, it's just being completely refurbished inside and outside. Um, but they have taken all of the furniture 
and have set, they've been selling it. They've some not Disney themselves, but they've they've sold it to somebody, and, and somebody like an auction house or whatever is selling like lamps and stuff from the hotel rooms. Well, advertised as Disney. Yeah, yeah. So like you know. Yeah, so they've, they, you know, they've, you know, it's it's like you know, own a piece of history or or, right. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they're not trying to pass it off as anything else. You know, this mm. is stuff from from that, and when I mean, you see that a lot with things like hotels. But I mean, Amanda, you've seen a lot of props and stuff like that from Universal being sold, haven't you? Yeah, and the thing is, Universal has their prop shop where they sell things from the park and. You know, they have things from um, Triceratops Encounter in there. They have some things in there, like, currently from um, Triceratops Encounter. And they've had things for a few months in there. So I kind of expected that we would get these lights in there, too. And I don't know if they've saved a few of them and they're going to put them in there. But I feel like people would pay good money for them. Like, if I lived local and I could have them in my garden, I 100% would. Yeah, somebody would buy some E.T. bikes in there. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I, I would, like if it ever came to it, like I would buy everything from ET, right? Honestly, I think they'll all be up for sale soon. Shh. <laughs> We've already been over this, Brian. I, I had to, I had to have say, I'm sorry. Up again. <laughs> I could hold it in. Whatever that be. Could be a glittery troll suit as well. <laughs> no. One, one oh. careful owner. <laughs> or uncareful yeah but they could have really utilised the um, prop shop for the years but now they have blocked that terrace off with um, bins so you can't get outside the doors anymore so you can kind of see a little about the window but you can't see as much as you could but they've basically ripped all of the trees out, they've smashed all of these lights like they're just completely flattening that entire area and I don't know if you guys have seen the um, pictures of the track layout for the coaster. Uh, we discussed it a bit on the last episode, yeah. I mean, it's freaking huge. Mm. Like, it takes up an awful lot of space, and I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I want it to be. I want it to be a bit themed. If I'm honest, like. I'd, one of the things I complained about in the last episode was um, the fact that, to me, the Hulk isn't really themed. Yeah. Like, it's coloured, but it's not really themed. And so if they could do something... and I, I know it's not the right, same ride, but if they could kind of take some inspiration from what they did with um, the Incredicoaster and add in, like, some dinosaurs and stuff as you go around, I think that'd be really fun and exciting. But I want it to have some kind of theme. I don't want them just to call it Jurassic Park coaster and there's a, a dinosaur roar as you launch and it's just a generic coaster. I'd like them to really try and do something a bit different. I want to go inside an animatronic dinosaur. That's what I want to do. Well, they don't have buttholes. Barney does. I mean, you don't know. We've got a troll with a butthole. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is true, but I'm I'm almost certain that. Um, no one's ever seen a butthole in a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World film. First in the theme parks. Well. Big cell. Yeah. A big cell. Right through the bumhole, right out the gob. <laughs> like a javelin. I mean, I feel like that's the wrong way to go in and out. Uh, I, mm, 
I mean, yes, it, it would make more sense the other way round. Maybe it's the backwards coaster. Ooh, rear facing. <laughs> we know that it's definitely going to be the longest launch coaster, and apparently the fastest too, with the fastest launch. I mean, you say it's big, Amanda. You say it's big, but yet Toon Lagoon is still there. Wouldn't it have just been better if they just built a really big coaster and they had to flatten Toon Lagoon as well to make room for it? And the Lost Continent while they were at it. Oh, don't do that to my fountain. No. I love the Lost Continent so much. Like, I have very deep love for the Lost Continent, even though I know there's nothing there anymore except Mythos and Poseidon's Fury. And the fountain. Like, and the fountain. That's enough for me. Like I like spending a lot of time in the Lost Continent, and I'll be. It'll be a very sad day. The day that they decide that they no longer want. Hey Ryan, have you yeah. ever asked? Have you ever checked to see if the fountain listens to your podcast? I haven't. Yeah, listens to ours. So just saying. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've I've never, I've never. The only thing I've done in Lost Continent is to have a look around and go, oh yeah. There's all those freestyle machines and those stools that I could see in Epcot in Morocco. <clears throat> Let's go to Harry Potter. Look, Poseidon's Fury is still clever to me, okay? It's so bad. I love Poseidon's Fury. Like, sometimes oh. I haven't been in it for a long time. And then I go in it, I'm like, why don't I do this every single time? The only thing that I don't like is... Like, I get that it's a show and it all needs to reset and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like a minimum of 20 minutes in between each show is a little bit excessive. Yeah. For, for how it is. Like, I just don't think it needs to be that long of a wait as a minimum. That's the only thing that I don't like about it. I wonder if if it was always that long. Well, I wonder if the reason why it's that long now is because of footfall. I don't know because I feel like back in the day it did have very long waits but that's because it was like super cool to everybody and it was exciting and I feel like now even though there's not probably as much demand to experience it and I think a lot of people just kind of bypass it because they don't it's kind of tucked away a little bit like you can see like big trident and stuff and it looks cool but I think a lot of people still just walk past it but I just, I just don't know. I think it was, it was probably the case that back in the early two thousands, when the last time um, any restaurant in that land won an award, it was, <laughs> it, it was really popular. <laughs> but, but now, you know, I'm not sure. Well... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I really don't like the Lost Continent. No, I mean, the, the thing is, like, I'm a big fan of Poseidon's Fury, and I, and I like the fountain, and I like the theming of the area, but there is nothing there. If the you're not doing great. one of those yeah, two, if you're not doing one of those two things, there is no reason for you to be there. And that's that's the sadness of it, is that it's just turning, you know, it went from being this incredible looking place with, you know, a few things to do. I mean, it never had loads of things to do, but... Now it just seems to be it's it's just on life support. Yeah, it's it's sadly it's walk through land, and it's, it's you know it it's sad that it is that because the theming is great. I agree, but um, 
if if Universal's turned around and said we're opening Nintendo here, I'd be I'd be through the moon, through the roof, not through the moon, <laughs> over the moon. Moon. I'm over the moon, over the bottom. Yeah, through the, through the moon's mouth, out the moon's ass. Yeah. I've not even had, I've not even had a drink. I don't know what's going on. Because <laughs> he's not his monster. <laughs> but yeah, this this ride I'm super super excited about. I think I'm possibly even more excited about this one than I am about the new Potter Coast Fair. Well, on to that in a second. But my question to you, Amanda, is, and I think I know the answer: Is this Jurassic World coaster? And it, it it has been confirmed as being Jurassic World, hasn't it? Or have they still not said what it is? I mean, they still haven't said what it is, but I mean, like we've seen the plants, yeah. <laughs> we know what it is. Um, so, is this Jurassic World attraction going to open before Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot? I mean, I feel like yeah. Yeah. When did it like... open? I mean, we don't know anything about it, really, do we? I mean, there isn't. I haven't seen anything about a date, but I imagine next year. At the latest. Universal usually have one new ride a year, right? It's certainly been the it's certainly been the trend of recent times. Yeah. So it depends on, I guess, whether they're waiting for T 2s replacement next year, or whether we're going to see two open this year and then this next year. I think. Well, I'm feeling like. 2021 mm. I feel like would be the opportune time for this because you're right if we've got the um, the born thing opening whoa whoa hang on is it going to be born oh that's dreadful yeah wait don't you know well no I mean like with... I mean nobody knows for 100% but we know <laughs> I mean it's been it's been talked about for a long long time but is there that much interest in Bourne? Hey, well, look, the last the last Bourne film was filmed right around the corner from my office. I got mm. to see Matt Damon driving a car outside mm. Tesco's and Carphone Warehouse. Well, I was talking to my friend about this the other day because he was like, oh yeah, so I've heard this is going to be Bourne and I was like, you have listened to my podcast because Chris Ripley like, broke this on the podcast like a year ago. Oh, yeah, easy. Like, over a year ago. As soon as Terminator closed, basically, he broke it. And I was like, shut up. I don't believe that for a second. And then a few months later, like, everybody's talking about it. And I was like, no way. And I'm like, I haven't seen any of these films. And I'm not saying that, like, I, like, what theme parks build should be based on things that I'm interested in. But I have genuinely never heard anybody be like, you know what you should watch, Amanda? Bourne films, they're oh, really good. Amanda, I know what you should. Films. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know what you should watch. You should watch the Bourne films. <laughs> um, great films, but would they make a great 3D? I'm not sure. It's got the the staying power that Terminator's got. Well, I mean, there was a gap of what at least at least six years between the last of the trilogy and then that one that had Hawkeye in it for some bizarre reason. And then I know they brought it back again with Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. But, I mean, there were, I mean, b- between those films, I think there was a gap of about 10 years or something yeah. coming up to. So it, it does seem like a, an odd franchise of film stuff around. I mean, the, the original rumour, Ryan, was Bond, wasn't it? 
Mr. Day. We've yeah. talked about Bond for a while, so well that's right. It's Bond or Bond, yeah. wasn't it for a while? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're wrong that we were talking about Game of Thrones. No, yeah. that's the third game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not, they're not going to stick Game of Thrones in Terminator Two. <laughs> they have a whole land, um, or a whole game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. But look, saying that, I mean, they must. I want to say they must have a good idea if they if that's what they're going with. So they must have a good idea of what they're going to do with the space. Um, I mean, look, let's be honest. I mean, I I don't really think Terminator 2... Like, if somebody said to me, we want you to create a Terminator 2 attraction, I don't think I would have gone for a 3D film. But it worked. Like, when... I remember the, like... Probably not the first ever time I did Terminator 2, but, like, I remember being really, really young and I was terrified of it. Like, mm-hmm. I was really, really scared. But at the same time, I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is oh, ridiculously cool. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, other than the fact that when me and Craig did it bef- just before it closed, it was terrible. The actual show and the effects and, and how they made it happen was brilliant. But mm-hmm. you cannot tell me that, you know, you think of Terminator 2 and the first thing you think of is a 3D show. Because, no. you know, you think, you know, a, a, a motorbike roller coaster or something. You know, so many ideas, but none of them was a 3D film. So, whilst I don't personally think Bourne would make a, a good, you know, if, they, if they're going down that route 3D show. Um, you know, if they're doing like a stunt show, I suppose it could work. But... Well, that was, oh, that was what it was supposed to be, wasn't it? Mm. Jason Bourne themed stunt show. Yeah. I mean, is he not... going to jab a pen into someone's eye? Yeah. Like, Does that pick a random no, order? even worse, he's going to stick it between their fingers. Ugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> get get mean, a random audience member on the stage. Like, do these things happen? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, the, the Bourne films are a bit like... I mean, they are... When, when the first one came out, they said, like, it's Bond for the new generation because at that point it was um, late-era Pierce Brosnan and James Bond, which was awful. I'm going to keep it real. I've seen like half of one James Bond film. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, just just go and watch the Daniel Craig ones. They're good. But gen- I mean, well, I just feel like James. Like I, I like action films. Like I really like what's that one that's got Keanu Reeves in? Bill and Ted. No. John Wick. John, I really enjoyed John Wick. Like so I feel like I'd, I'd be down for that. Like, maybe I wouldn't. Like you know what? That. That is what they should stick in there. Yes. John Wick. <laughs> I would much prefer that. But I've never felt like James Bond or any of the Bourne films were like anything that I'd be interested in. Um, be funny, yeah, though, right? but like, how yeah. long does it take to put a three D movie in in in, the, in that space? I mean, come on, how long? They they've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, but you got to remember the most important thing of a three D film is the actual footage. Yeah, but they could have got that before they shut Terminator. Don't be silly. And I haven't heard anything of like any major construction being done like inside or anything. I do I did see that they had built a little structure on the back of the building that was um just like kind of a like a weird like vestibule type thing on the back of it. Not sure what that's for. They're not, they're not rebooting Jason Bourne, are they, anytime soon? 
just seems it just seems just seems weird. Mm. You know, it just seems too late for that. Oh, you know, I mean, it's, it's that's as crazy as is building a whole land based on a film like Avatar that was made years yeah, ago. Who, that, would that? I mean, that, who would just do that? It just wouldn't happen. I mean, are we going to be getting another Fast and Furious bomb in Universal Studios? It could happen. I don't think they could afford to let that happen. And also as well, you know what? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're waiting for something to be stuck in the tram tour for them to nick in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I just... Like, part of me is hoping that, like, we've just been given, like, a red herring and it's not going to be this at all. And I usually do not like to be negative about anything that Universal does and I always try and find a positive in it, but I'm struggling with this one. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of the Bourne series, but I wouldn't, I, I don't see it working in that space. No. I haven't yeah, since, I, the, the, since it's been rumoured. I just don't get it. I just think so it's too Where it's too do late. these films take yeah. place? Like, do they take place in Hollywood? No, different places. So why are they putting it in Hollywood? Well, Terminator um, 2 didn't take place in Hollywood. I mean, like, I could kind of get past that, though, because it was, like, cool at the time. Well, yeah, but people think Jason Bourne was cool at the time. No, we've just established that no one's ever told me that Jason Bourne's cool. <laughs> you just had I'm three in... people on this podcast yeah. tell you it's cool. I think Early 2000s, fine. he was really cool. Yeah. Mm. I don't believe any of this. I do. But... I do. Honestly, I do. Like joking aside, I do recommend you watch those films. They are, yeah, the first three good. especially are, are particularly good. But I'm not gonna lie now. <laughs> but the the fact is, is it's not something they should be building. I don't think they should be building an attraction around unless, like Ryan said, or Miss D said, that they're either like doing some new TV version of it or. Mm-hmm. They're making more films. I mean, there's a load of books, isn't yeah. there? There are a load yeah, of books. Yeah, they're quite old, though. Yeah. You know, they were... I, I think I read a couple of them, but, I mean, they were written 1960s, 1970s. Mm. So the books are really pretty dated now. Um, yeah, unless they're going to do a major reboot, and I don't think you would build a cutting-edge attraction based on a reboot that hasn't been done yet. And it's, well, it's, no. Universal's yeah. reboots have not gone well. No, no disrespect, I mean, Mr. Bond Dave, makes but... more sense because Bond's been around for so long, and it's still it is still popular. And we know there's another uh, at least one yeah. annual Craig. They'll, they'll carry it on afterwards as well. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Oh yeah, be somebody else. Look, there's no doubt. Like I, I know what you're saying, Mister, about the age of the books, but um, Zeus Landing, Doctor Zeus yeah. hasn't written anything new in years. I freaking love Zeus Landing. I was just talking about the age of the stories. That's yeah, but they're kind of timeless, you know, whereas, like, the Jason Bourne books, I mean, there's nothing in there about mobile phones or computers or, you know, anything. It's all kind of pre-that pre, pre that mm. time. So they are... I mean, I did I did read one about five years ago, tried to, but it's, it's all right, but it's a bit dated. So, wow. Well, yeah. I just want to, like glaze over something like super quickly before we get into like bigger subjects because this is like quite small but the boulangerie closed suddenly which is also located in hollywood like at the front of the park um just kind of closed out of nowhere 
and they have ripped the entire of the inside out of it or like they're working on it super quickly and i heard today that what's going to replace it is a jason bourne oh <laughs> no the jason bourne bakery <laughs> <laughs> For all Bones I know, that would be a real thing. <laughs> but it will be a Today Show themed cafe. Oh so my it gets more God. NBC in the park. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I kind of hope this isn't true as well because I feel like I super love all of Universal as a whole. Like, I love each little part of the park. But I feel like lately. They're just not utilising that area of the park in the way that I think that they should. And I'm not the like the front of all knowledge of what should be in theme park, but I feel like I've been going since 1992, so I feel like I know a little bit. And I just don't see how something like a Today Show themed cafe would fit there. With the greatest respect. And and Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop you kind of in this, right? How how have they not if if they're gonna do stuff like this, right? And look, we've seen this before. Obviously, we've got the Jimmy uh, Fallon, um, you know, attraction over there. Um, over in MGM, they used to have the ABC Commissionery. So I get that there's this corporate synergy that these companies want to put into their theme parks. But are you honestly telling me, like, a Today Show cafe makes more sense to be there than either the diner out of Seinfeld or Cafe Perk, Central Perk? Well, I don't get it. I, I don't get it at all. And also, like, that place had amazing stuff in it. And... I once saw someone almost die in there as well. I mean, it's got <gasps> wow. so, many mem- it's so many memories for me. I mean, we need to hear that story. Did they, did they lose a foot whilst queuing up? <laughs> <laughs> no, they they were choking on an ice cube. What? And, uh, it took Universal staff um, a stress, uh, well, a very long time to respond. It was it was slightly worrying. They were going they were going almost purple by the time they turned up. Um, wow. I think it was the ice actually melting that saved them. Well, but it was uh, yeah, it was uh, it's quite uh, I do remember it well. It's about fifteen years ago now, but yeah, I went in there actually for the first time in October for for about I don't know maybe eight nine years, and because I just walked past it on the way in, right, and I forgot how good it was in there. Yeah, they did very, very good cakes in there. Well, they yeah. did. Oh, they? yeah, the cake was amazing. Well, they missed the Kiplings. Even better. They Bean? weren't exceedingly good. Oh, okay, they're just... Okay, that that, that was really the joke <laughs> I was trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, just good. Mildly, mildly good cakes. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean... Okay, I get that the park is, you know, obviously aimed at locals. in in And what I mean by that is Americans. But do you know what I mean? It just feels like if you're going to turn it into something that's synergy with, you know, with NBC, you could have picked a million and one other things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's no way I want to be. I want to buy a Fallon and Fancy. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I would buy a Fallon and Fancy because such a liar. My celebrity crush. No, there's no way I'm buying a cake with his face on it. It's <laughs> I would buy ten, but I just 
feel like this isn't my vibe at all and I hope that this isn't what's going to happen but kind of leaning towards that is what's going to happen I mean look to our British listeners which was very hard for me to say for some strange reason this is the equivalent of them opening up a Good Morning Britain cafe just 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 think about that i mean okay this will have if if this is what happens if this is what is going to open up there it will have 100 percent less piers morgan which i think we can all agree is a good thing but yes. but they that is what this is the equivalent of it, it just seems c- completely crazy to me that that's the route you're going down i tell you what though there's there might be one thing that saves it and it's the same argument that people had i don't know maybe what five six years ago when Disney announced, we're bringing Starbucks to Walt Disney World. And everyone went absolutely mental. And mm. it turns out that actually, the coffee and what Starbucks offer from that side of things is actually better than what was being served in the likes of Main Street Bakery. And they kept uh, most, and well, some, of what made the Main Street Bakery great. Uh, and the same across its locations across Walt Disney World. I think if they keep the great sandwiches and baked goods that they had before I think most people probably don't care about the theming it's true yeah sad, sadly true but it's like <coughs> it I think I, you know, I, I don't want to see Fallon on a, on a cake by any means but yeah. I think for the best part it will probably be um, roughly the same hopefully yeah. I mean I don't know I'm just really undecided about it but moving on to another small subject because I like I kind of want to wait for Luke to be on to talk about this like in its entirety because I want a review of things. But I just wanted to touch on Mardi Gras a little bit because Mardi Gras had its opening weekend this past weekend. And they have brought back a Halloween Horror Night staple in that they are serving pizza fries. Yeah, you can wake me up when I can eat <laughs> pizza fries because like so- we can because because this time they let me have a veggie option. Oh, okay, that's a game changer. Yeah. So the first time they're like, "Oh no, like we like we don't have the facility to do that." And then this time they're like, "Yeah, of course, no problem. Like you just have to wait for an extra couple of minutes." And they are delicious. The only thing is, you can't just like go up to a place and order them. You have to order them on the Universal app. Hmm. You can only order them between three and seven, I believe, on concert nights. But they are there. That's all that matters. Amanda's wish it may come true. Pizza fries forever. Nope. <laughs> Pizza <laughs> fries forever. But yeah, I was really excited when I saw that. But then I also had a little peek at the other things that are going to be offered at Mardi Gras and so I kind of want our Luke to go and try some of these things because I I would like to go to Mardi Gras but it's not a priority for me like there's other events that go on throughout the year that I would probably prefer to go to um and also I just don't feel like the like, I like a specific type of music and it's rare that they get those type of performers to play Mardi Gras so I know that Luke does go quite often when Mardi Gras is on but the food looks amazing he loves Pitbull what can you say <laughs> true so Voodoo Donut are doing a limited edition 
I struggle to pronounce this word, so Nick, I know that you'll probably be able to tell me all of it. A bin beignet. Chocolate. Bin, 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 bin <laughs> Chocolate. Beignet. A beignet. Voodoo donut, which looks delightful. And apparently these have been selling out very early every night so far. Is that like did I correctly see a kind of X rated voodoo donut the other day? They do have X-rated ones at regular Voodoo Donuts, but not at the Universal one. That makes more sense. Yeah, like they have a, like quite a few um, X-rated donuts, and I was disappointed, honestly, that they weren't at the, the pe- like the penis ones. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I really wanted to get my my teeth into one of those cream-filled ones, but this Brian, this is a clean podcast. <laughs> I'm talking about donuts. Come on. Oh my god, you dirty, filthy lady. What I mean I, I referred to you as a queen earlier on and now you're you're making dick jokes. Yeah, well, we're t- I mean, talking about Greenfield donuts, come on. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> they have introduced a new thing this year. And that is a Mardi Gras tasting lanyard. So that is where... Who wants to I eat mean, a lanyard? Who wants to eat a lanyard? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. So you can get one where you can have five items for $30, which I don't think is a bad deal at all, honestly. Ten items for $50. Or if you're a pass holder, and only if you're a pass holder, you can get the 15-item lanyard for $60. So I thought that was pretty cool because... I am the type of person, like, I really love Food and Wine Festival because I like trying everything. Like, I like trying small bits of all different kinds of food rather than sitting down and eating a whole meal because I, I don't know what I like. I'm indecisive. So I feel like this is something that I would definitely like to do. And the shrimp stuff that they have, I'm just trying to find exactly where it is. All right, okay. I think it's jambalaya. Hmm. Yeah, uh, red beans and rice with shrimp. You can get gumbo and jambalaya with shrimp or without shrimp. I don't think that we can have jambalaya though, Nick, because I think it has other meats in it. Jambalaya normally has things like chicken and chorizo. Yeah. They have a king cake. I mean, I don't really know what that is, but it looks interesting. It looks kind of like the bread thing that they have in Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think it is like you know the super thick like sweet bread that they do mm. uh, with like some kind of icing on top of it um a catfish po boy and i mean i'm gonna butcher this name as well i'm terrible at pronouncing things a crab a toothache I, I had some of that last week actually but um I saw a dentist and it was fine. <laughs> Knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, but that, I think, is just like a stew kind of thing with crab on top and bread. But the food all looks delightful. I mean, I, ha- I, I will say this about like New Orleans is that the food always looks incredible. Yeah. And, and all that stuff you, you mentioned, like, I, I don't know what a king cake is, but I do know that it's... Um, you know that's like a, a kind of traditional cake they have there like like beignets as well so you know I'm not saying it's authentic authentic um, but you know I, I bet the food would be really fun to try mm-hmm. 
definitely. So they've also turned the extended um, Transformers queue, which they used as the pumpkin bar for Halloween Horror Nights last year, into a Mardi Gras bar. So it's decorated in a similar way, obviously without pumpkins, but with like Mardi Gras-esque decorations. And they have three specialty drinks this year. So they have a carnival cocktail, they have a raging rumbalaya, and then they have a vicious voodoo, which is a combination of both, again, in one of those square cups where it's like you can fill both sides with it. Oh, uh, yeah. So it looks pretty cool. I know that, like, Luke can't try these alcoholic drinks, but he can try the non-alcoholic ones. Like, there's a, a special non-alcoholic drink this year called the Bayou Bogwater. And that has gummy worms and fish, and it has boba beads in. And I've been seeing lately. Hang hang on a second. What was that last thing? Bobby beards. Oh, Disney's Disney's favourite now. They are Disney using them in almost everything now. I feel like Universal are really like jumping on the bandwagon too because I've seen that you can add them to your ICs now. Wally. They're like little um like balls. Oh right, okay. And they can have like different like fillings in them so you can get like if you go to some like sushi places, mm. you can get like ones that have like green tea flavoured, mm-hmm. like boba balls and stuff like that in. So I imagine that these would be like fruity ones. Oh yeah, blueberry flavoured ones. Basically they're balls you put in your mouth and they burst in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't me that time. <laughs> Look, I mean, I wasn't even trying to make you an innuendo. It writes itself. I mean, it, it is literally what it does. They t- they taste great, though. To be fair, I've never tried them. I, I have wanted to because they. Uh, I mean, Disney made a big deal out of it um, when Pandora opened, and, and everyone was like, "What are these?" And now they're everywhere. Yeah. Hey, my name's Bobo, and I'm glad you <laughs> like the taste of my balls. <laughs> that creeped me out so much. I did not like. I was you... thinking of like John Wayne Gacy. That was me projecting my Craig Lucas there for a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Don't know what happened. Amazing. So they're also going to have a mimosa bar. So an entire bar dedicated just to mimosas. And they're going to have all different flavours. So I feel like I'd like to go to Mardi Gras for the drinking. Because it seems like it's it's pretty heavy on the drinking, honestly. Sounds well, and, great. And also, the other thing with Mardi Gras is they have the Mardi Gras parade, and yes. we actually have one of our listeners um, who, on the first night, got on. Uh, he said it was the Gator Float, so I'm not sure what what's on the Gator Float. I should have. Um, that's Jed Penner. So shout out to you, Jed. I don't know what is on that, and I'd love to know. Like, if there was real gators on there. I mean, it's Florida, so, I mean, anything's believable. Um, You know, if you was, like, sat atop a real crocodile, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Amazing. So, our Luke got to go on a float last year as well. And I imagine that he'll go on it on one of them again this year. So, that's why I kind of want to wait to talk about, like, a lot of the Mardi Gras stuff until Luke's being, because I'd like his first-hand opinion on things, and I'd like him to talk about it a bit. But I do imagine that he will go to Mardi Gras quite a bit, and that he will definitely go out into a float. And he'll make lots of nice videos for us, because I think his GoPro is working again now. (laughs) (laughs) The trials and tribulations of Luke's GoPro, probably because he throws it at everybody all the time. That is very true. He does like to throw it. 
he does indeed like to throw it. Okay, so another small thing that I wanted to touch on, which could lead to a big thing, I'm undecided, but I feel like, I don't know how long we've been recording for now, but I feel like it's a long episode already. It, we're, we're just into the third hour. <laughs> Nick's going to cut a lot of the crap out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I ain't editing this. <laughs> but this is something that I got really excited about, again, while I was on my little break. Um, and they kind of started doing this a little bit just before my last trip out there in September, but they had kind of refreshed a lot of the stores and really upped the game with the Classic Monsters merchandise. Mm. So there is an awful lot of it now, and we recently got even more additions, and it was rumoured that the reason that we're getting so much Classic Monster merch at this time is because they were trying to kind of see if it's something that people would be interested in because it's rumoured that there will be a Classic Monsters area of the new park. We did. We didn't talk about the merch, but we did talk about this this third gate and the potential for um, the Universal Monsters there. Um, I, I think, I mean, who, like, one of my first, not, sorry, not one of my first, but one of my early childhood memories was going into a Toys R Us, ironically in a town that I now live in, uh, but when it was still like a rarity, I mean, even more rare now that they've all closed down. Um, and I bought a Dracula and a Frankenstein figure from there. And I had no idea who they really were. But I saw them and thought they looked so cool. And so I think, you know, to me, like, who doesn't love Universal Monsters? Exactly. I mean, I liked them enough that I got them tattooed all over my body. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have an awful lot of Classic Monsters merchandise. Like, Classic Monsters are my favourite thing in the entire world. And so when I heard this, I was really, really excited at first about it. But then, like, I feel like I have a weird thing with the classic monsters because I was going to Universal from such a young age. Like, I was two when I first went. When I watch my home movies of that, it's me being super excited at Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review. And I didn't know who these characters were, but I knew that I super loved them and I loved them, like, from then on. Like, through my entire life, I've always loved them. But I my love for them started with the Beetlejuice show at Universal. Mm. And so that's their home to me. And so I would much prefer that they utilise the Hollywood area of Universal for the Classic Monsters. Like, I would like a Classic Monsters year-round house. Oh, like, oh. in Hollywood. I'd like the museum. All things I've talked about on the podcast before... But I feel like that, to me, is a much better fit for the Classic Monsters than putting them into Fantastic Worlds. All right, here you go, Amanda. All right. You can have the choice of putting a Universal Monsters back in Hollywood, where they are now, sorry, where they used to be, um, do a little stage show with them, you know, that kind of thing, that's all fine. Or we put them in the third gate... And one of the attractions is Dracula's Castle. And it's like the Universal Monsters version of Cinderella's Castle. 
I would very, very much love that. Like, very, like that would be, like, my all-time favourite thing. But then my worry is that then they're going to close Monster Cafe in Universal and they'll close the horror makeup show. Just move it. I mean, does it also not depend on whether the Japanese bigwigs sign off on Nintendo being anywhere near a brand like that? Uh, I don't. I don't think it matters that much. Like, if you think about... If you look at Islands of Adventure... You know, did I mean Marvel should have kicked up much more of a fuss about being stuck next to Toon Lagoon and Zeus Landing. Um, it's not a competition. That's why they're there. You see, <laughs> but no, well, I don't. I don't think so. Is that looking at like the concept art and like all of the leaked things that came out during my break, which I'm sure that everyone's seen on Twitter. If not, I'm going to post them into our super secret after dark group on Facebook anyway. So if you're not on that. I'm, suggest that you drain it so you can see these um basically the park layout is going to be that there's going to be a kind of hub area in the middle and then all of the different lands will be like kind of spiked out like kind of like magic kingdom in the way that that is so every land is accessible from this middle hub area but then my other worry was like, okay, so what's going to be in the middle and how will that tie into things like Nintendo Land, Monsters, and then the other rumoured thing, which is Scooby-Doo? Oh, no. that There's no way Scooby-Doo could warrant whole land. Okay, but have you seen the Scooby-Doo ride in Abu Dhabi? I have. Abu Nothing's ever going to beat Scooby-Doo in the Brew Brothers for me. Oh, man. I, I can't believe Mr. D just did that. I was really trying to think how was, what the what the joke was about Fred, like Fred Flintstone, but you beat him for a bunch. Flintstone-Scooby-Doo crossover joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, that ride is so cool. Like, I saw that for the first time. I know that you've told me about it before, I think, Nick. Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen video of it. Um, yeah, I think... I think that you've definitely told me about it, but I, I saw it in its entirety for the first time this weekend, and I was like, that is so cool. I mean, this is the thing, like, right, we were just saying, like, 40 minutes ago or two hours ago, whenever, however long it was. Um, yeah, but we were talking about, you know, is James Bourne, uh, James Bourne? Well, he's relevant. I mean, his album's number one at the moment, as part That's of Busted. Um, but, you know, is Jason Bourne Jason relevant and, yeah. But you know, is Jason Bourne still relevant or anything like that? But Scooby Doo as a franchise is what you know has got to be like forty years old at this point, and it still seems to be popular with kids. Yeah, pesky but, kids. But I mean, yeah, those pesky, pesky kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think you've got, let's say, monsters, um, Nintendo, and then Fantastic Beasts. That's making Universal more money than Scooby-Doo. At least for the next 10 years. I mean, why couldn't we have Fantastic Beasts and Scooby-Doo? I think it would be better to do, if they were doing Scooby-Doo, uh, like a classic Hanna-Barbera land, rather than just Scooby-Doo. Oh yeah, they could have a they could have a ride with Top Cat getting a mortgage quote from Halifax. <laughs> yeah, make a good throw, ride. Throw Ghostbusters yeah. in there as well. <laughs> Halifax land. Other <laughs> other high street banks are available. Bring back Howard. He's not doing anything, surely. He, oh, he, oh, you you can meet and greet with Howard. Yeah, he could be. He could. Character. He could be the mascot. Yeah, he could fart glitter. <laughs> 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 and to be honest, I wouldn't put it past him at the moment. 
He's looking for work. For money, yeah. Universal help him out. Will fuck little for money. Exactly. But I feel like I need an entire episode to talk about plans for this new park. So I feel like I'm going to save a lot of my thoughts and feelings about what's rumoured for a whole episode. Because like I super want Luke to be as well because Luke's there and Luke's in the action. And he will experience it before any of us experience it. So I definitely want to hear like his thoughts on it and like anything that maybe he has heard while he's been out and about. And I definitely want to hear our Chris Ripley's thoughts on it because he knows everything. He's the all-knowing. Mm. He's the oracle. He is the oracle. And I also have some Halloween Horror Nights things that I want to talk about in the next episode because we've had a rumoured list of code names, which I'll get into in the next one. It might be old news by then, but everyone that I spoke to so far hasn't seen much of this list, except people who are on like theme park Twitter and like super into it. Um, I kind of want to dive into each of the code names and like dissect them a little bit about what me and Chris might think that there could be. I, I know what I'm. I'm so out of sync with this whole stuff because I saw that leaked list of names and I was like, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> like if they were like um, pseudonyms or if they were. Um, oh, like what is it when um, you jumble up a word? Like an anagram? Yes, an anagram. All I could think of, all I could think of, of was conundrum, and that was because I watched Countdown. Um, and I knew that wasn't the right word, but yeah, like an anagram. That's what I think about when I think of Countdown. But let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you're a big, big Nick Hewer fan. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, if it was like a list like that, where there's a chance that you could actually work it out, you know, with a little bit of uh, a test, but they're just code names that you know you have to work out. The middle name of the third lead actor in the film spin off of the remake of the original. That is true. Like, the code uh, name used to be, like, basic. It's, just, it's basically six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It yeah, is, but it's that's, not my, like... that's my favourite thing. Like, I. Like, from this time of year, like, basically. November, December, and January are just a blur to me every single year because nothing happens at that time. But from about this time onwards, when we start really getting into Halloween Horror Nights rumours and speculation and codenames, and that, that's my favourite time of the year. And me and Chris like... Like, Chris knows what they are anyway, but he lets me have my fun, and I like doing the math. And then I get really excited when I get it right. There is one. There is one thing guaranteed, absolutely one hundred percent guaranteed to be there this year. Pizza Pizza things. <laughs> no, me. I bought my tickets today. Hey. Wait, did you get the buy one get one night free one? Yes, uh, I, I would. We would have got more nights, but by the time we actually land in Orlando, we could only actually fit two in. Right. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, going quite late in the season. I was gonna, very late. I was going to ask you about that, Amanda, actually, because, um, yeah, you know, we revealed that we're going. Um, I think we talked about our spin-off, just in case we haven't. Um, there is a spin-off podcast called um, The After Dark um, 
HHN 29 adventure, which is us talking about our upcoming trip that most of us are going on from the podcast. And um, we're going to have to buy tickets at some point. And, and now they have announced the tickets are on sale. So I do want to look into those buy one, get one free tickets. And I, what I wanted to see was if they're going to be any good for us, because we're obviously just going for the weekend. But we want to go in on Friday and we want to go in on Sunday and we might go also in on Thursday. So I, I couldn't work out from the terms and conditions if you could use it for a Thursday and a Sunday. Okay, so the best ticket for you is either going to be the Rush of Fear or the Frequent Fear Plus. But they're did, not going to be out for a while. I think we did Rush of Fear last time. Yeah, the only thing is, though, because it's starting earlier this year, because it's starting on the 2nd, on the 6th even, of September, um, I mean, uh, it's usually like the first three, the first weekend, so it should be fine, but once the tickets all come out, we'll work out which one will be best for you guys to get, but it'll either be that one or the Frequent Fear Plus, which is the one that I get, usually. Frequent Fear Plus, is that the one that you can't do a Saturday? Or... Yeah, so you can do Friday. Yeah. You can do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday with it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that we were thinking about again. Yeah, that's the one that I usually get. But then last year, me and James randomly decided on one Saturday that we just really wanted to go. So we bought a one-night ticket. And I was like, the price we just paid for that one-night ticket, we could have just bought the ultimate pass anyway. Yeah. And gone every night. But I do like going to Food and Wine Festival on Saturdays usually, so... Well, t- what, at Epcot? Yes. That's a crazy time to go. Oof. It is a crazy time to go, but... She's a crazy lady. <laughs> like, if I'm going to sacrifice any day of Halloween Horror Nights, it's going to be a Saturday, and I'd That's rather fair. break the crowds of That's Food fair. and Wine Festival. <laughs> Maybe not so much this year. Who knows? Mm. Like, uh... With uh, Star Wars lands not being opened at that time, people are holding back. I think, if at all, in 2019 at this rate. Yeah, I'm still. I'm. I got an email last week saying book your um, Disney World holiday now and get an extra bonus. I've never. Okay. I've never had them. Yeah, you, you normally get one in January just after Christmas, but you know now this. I can't remember what the extra incentive was, but it was the usual. The Brexit know, bonus. Yeah, Brucey mm. Brexit bonus. Now it was like the usual kind of you know free dining, uh, might be kids go free, uh, two hundred dollar gift card, and there was something else. Um, but I was like, wow, they never normally send them out this late, so that must mean that they are getting a little bit desperate. And yeah, I mean the thing is, I suppose from the from the Brits' point of view, there are probably a lot of people that are holding back because of Brexit. Hundred um, percent, possibly, but. Um, you know, costs have also been going up. Well, this is it. How, I mean, the same is true across most of the Orlando parks. How how much can you keep increasing ticket costs, uh, as well as flight costs as well? Like flights go up at like like obscene amount every year. Before people just go, nah, we'll just do it every two years, every three years, every four years instead of every year, every two years, whatever it may be. And also, like you said, like you know, because of Star Wars, people are. You know, some people are. Some people might be spurning to going this year if they know Star Wars Land isn't opening. 
but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are putting their holidays off because they want to see Star Wars Land. So mm-hmm. it's yep. going to be a bit of a funny one this year, I think. Yeah. Also, people are already starting to go plan their trips for the Big 50 in 2021. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of people talking about it and they're not going back until then. So it's, yeah. It could be Universal's time to shine this year. Mm. Yes. Let's hope okay. so. So, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Not yeah. for me. No, okay, I'm good. So we are planning a Diz After Dark slash Universe After Dark meetup in Orlando, but also we're planning on doing a UK one in June. Yep. Yep. It, where are we doing it again? Uh, London. In London. In London town, I get to wear my flat cap, and can you believe this, right? I put on a flat cap today and a cardigan, and I'm, I think she might have been coaxed into this, but my daughter said, here's your walking stick, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 35 years old, I think. Yeah, no, I'm 35 and I'm going to wear old. one of those hats, like what Joey wears on Friends when they go to London, the big top hat with the Union Jack on. <laughs> Why not? That's how I'm going to celebrate. When in, when in London? Exactly. I think that we'll be posting details about it like over the next few weeks in the group. So if you haven't joined again, it is just called now, I believe the After Dark Podcast Network. Uh, After Dark Podcast Network, uh, the official After Dark Podcast. Yeah. Yes, that's so, yeah. <laughs> so if you head into that group, you will be able to learn details of the meetup, and we would love as many of you guys as possible to come. And hang out with us. I think that we're basically going to do a bar crawl. Yeah, I mean, there will be... We will actually like decide where we're going. So it's not just going to be, we're in London, see if you can find us. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the After Art Podcast Network Army on Facebook. Uh, I think it's the 7th of June we're aiming for. Yeah, yeah. So, 7th of June, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's the date to put in your diary. Um, and, and yeah, we're getting together. And if anyone can make it, please do. Uh, as for Florida, I think we're aiming for the Saturday, I think, at the moment. I think we're looking at Saturday afternoon for that. Um, and what we're going to do uh, is we're looking at a venue in City Walk to go to. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's the bar, which we didn't talk about, Amanda, actually, that's opening up soon in Orlando, but I think that's too far out. So yeah, think, that's going to be in downtown Orlando. So yeah, we don't want to go there. I've, I've been to downtown once. I don't need to go there again. Uh, I like <laughs> I like being alive. So um, we're probably looking at City Walk um, as a venue. So it means that you don't have to have a theme park ticket to come in. But I've been discussing a few ideas with Craig. I think we're going to have a bit of a drink in City Walk, and then I think. We're going to go and do some rides and some other bits in the park for those that can. So that will be the 28th of September. Yeah. Provisionally. Again, once we've confirmed the date and a location, we will put it in that group. So keep your eyes open. And I may well end up be doing something similar to represent all, uh, multiple podcasts when I'm in October as well. Slash November. Are you, are you doing the customers always weird with just yourself? Man, I would love to do a live version of that show so much. It's, it's perfect for like a pub setting. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely agree. 
Um, yeah, just just in case you don't know, by the way, Ryan does uh, another podcast called Customer is Always Weird. So go and give that listen. It's part of the After Dark uh, Network, so we can officially, um, you know, promote it. We've no money changing yes. hands. So, hmm. on that note, we will see you guys on the next episode. It was super good to be back, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. I better say goodbye as well, then, in that case. I mean, I mean yeah, feel free to say goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, goodbye, yeah. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Network.